Well, welcome back, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. I am so excited to have Erica Abondo with us today. Welcome, Erica. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So Erica is a distinguished TEDx international speaker. She's an author. She's a transformational coach. But as you can see, she's just a beautiful woman. And um, she's made her mission to really help empower women and to help to coach them, to guide them, guide individuals into stepping into their own power, to really discovering the best version of themselves. And so it's been a pleasure visiting with you before the podcast, Erica. I would love for you to tell us who is Erica, like who's the insider. We know you're a great speaker and great coach and all of that, but tell us a little bit about you. Wow, a little bit about me. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I am a woman just like everyone else in the sense of that we're always just trying to find our purpose, our way, our purpose. Like, how do we, you know, how do we uh, live our life purpose? And so um, I've done a lot of things in my life, but once I started to listen into what that calling was, that's why I ended up where I am now. And so uh, it's kind of one of those where, um, the calling just won't shut up. <laughs> it's kind of like, it doesn't matter how much you want to put it away, it keeps tugging at your heart. And so I ended up uh, a few years ago uh, becoming a speaker. Uh, it's actually going, I'm coming on 10 years of doing public speaking on motivational topics, on resiliency, overcoming unthinkable odds. I come from a tremendous uh, story of, uh, of overcoming uh, odds that uh, any child shouldn't have to go through. And so that kind of catapulted me to speaking about it. And then it um, pushed me into doing a TED Talk about my about my childhood tribulations and um it's called when breaking points lead to empowerment and it's on that very topic right it's 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 in your breaking point that you find your strength and you find uh, everything that you're made out of and uh since that ted talk it's just kind of have been you know skyrocketing from there so i i do um inspirational speaking i travel internationally on that I have authored books. I'm on my second book, which is called uh, Your Children Don't Belong to You. It's a parenting book. And I also do uh, coaching on a corporate level uh, for employees and, and mental wellness support for employees. But yeah, that's the, in a nutshell, that's what I do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so um, oftentimes, as I've spoken around the world with having a childhood that was difficult and overcoming that as well. How have you seen that your your authenticity, your vulnerability, you sharing about that has opened up the opportunity to engage other people and women? I find it interesting. They just kind of flock like me too. Do you have that same sense? And what has that been like for you? Well, you know, I did it when, when you set out to be a speaker, you don't even know what to expect, right? Every Every audience is so different. And you don't know how you're going to impact them. However, um, what I did gather in every instance is that the relatability factor is an impressionable thing, right? It's like when you're talking about your experience and someone says, oh, I'm there or, oh, I've been there. And then they see you and they're like, you look okay. Maybe I could be okay. That is the, the highlight of what, of my, um, my experience in connecting with different people, right? It's that, you know, that element of, if you look like you're okay, maybe I can be okay. Cause I, I obviously am going through what you went through or some, some semblance of that. And I think that that's, 
that's the beautiful part about sharing your story and sharing your uh, hardships, right? And how you overcame them because it's in that space that people are like, um, I, I maybe I can find hope. Maybe I can see hope for myself. Oh, it's so true. And you know, when you talk about your transformational, your transformational coaching, many women tend to stay in that place of victimization versus victorious. And I know um, we're excited to have you as one of our speakers for our conference, the Thrive Conference on January 28th. Tell me a little bit about your coaching and how you help women to see themselves differently. Well, I'm always a big, big believer that we all still have, we're all still that little child, that little dreamer, that little innovator that we were as children, even, even if you had a difficult childhood, because as I, you know, overcame my childhood, it was, it was very traumatic. I still had that little girl inside that was like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I, I want to be this and I, I want to dream big and all of that. And so I, uh, focus a lot of my training, my workshops, my efforts, even in the corporate space, dealing with that that dreamer child inside, that that inner child that still needs to be heard, seen, and valued. And um, there's a lot of reparenting exercises that I apply to my workshops and my coaching because, uh, look, at some point, somebody dropped the ball with you when you were a child. It happened to all of us, right? Our parents did the best they could with what they had, but at some point, you have to own it and take responsibility and say, hey, thank you for what you did. I got it from here. And then reparent the spaces where you know you you have space to develop and grow. And so my the main basis of any workshops, any uh, coaching that I do is having that inner child in, uh, in mind, right? How do we heal that person? How do we reconnect her with, with what she wanted to be when she grew up so that you can then apply those tools to your existing life today, your present life? We're all, I say that, all of our adult issues are just unresolved issues from our childhood that we can go back and, and, and correct and fix and then fulfill. So true, right? Our filters, our, you know, the way we receive any kind of response that we have typically comes from a habit, right? We live so subconsciously. We don't, we're not consciously minded of what's going on around us to really be intentional to, oh, let me filter that. Am I filtering it through that little girl that was abused and had that pain? Or am I filtering it through a clean lens, through a clean filter? It's um, interesting. I love that you're doing that with corporate because I think oftentimes yeah. in the corporate world, we miss that intimate personal transformation and we're so about leadership, leadership, leadership and leadership is key, right? You want to be the best possible leader. However, if you don't deal with all that stuff from the past and get yep. rid of it, let go of it, but learn from it, how on earth are we going to be the best leaders possible, Correct. right? Yeah, it's so important. And look, especially today in today's world, especially after COVID, you know, we it, we've always known that wellness and wellness support in the workplace is needed, but it didn't become as evident as it has become in the last few years after COVID because so many people just hit their walls where they were trying to, you know, navigate this. Am I okay? Am I not okay? I mean, COVID just pushed all of us to our limits. And so now we're starting to see a lot of it affect in the corporate spaces. So I think it's so important, again, that now we change the narrative as to how we support our employees. I always say 
my, my company, my corporate coaching company is called TPE Coaching and Consulting. And it's the pink elephant. Give me the pink elephant. Stop trying to pretend it's no longer there. Give me the pink elephant so that you can A, have a productive and profitable company, but you also have employees that feel the support. Because when you hired them, you said, great, welcome on board. I'm going to take care of your teeth of your eyes and of your general health. But they hired you for their mental wellness. I mean, they hired you for your mind. So where's the support there? And that's what I offer. I think it's so important nowadays. I love that. And what background did you have before you went into speaking and coaching and talking in the corporate world? I actually worked, believe it or not, right out of high school. I spent almost 20 years in the legal field. I worked for attorneys in different capacities, uh, all the way up to paralegal. And then um, I eventually got a degree in interior design, totally off, off course. Um, no wonder I, you have such great, beautiful eye for color and design. Uh, I was looking at your room like, it's really pretty. I need to upscale mine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but then I, I, the last few years I spent working in media and marketing and, and TV stations in front of the camera, behind the camera. And so that I have a, an eclectic mix of skill sets that, uh, that have helped me get to where I am now. So I can understand a lot of different uh, platforms, a lot of different places uh, because I've been exposed to it. I love that. Well, and you know what? It brings such value when someone is an entrepreneur like yourself and creative and has different um, backgrounds. I think about, okay, law and um, interior design, right? Yeah. I love how God created you with that. Obviously, you have to be very, um, you know, detail oriented, but then you have this creative side of you. So I think that's a fabulous balance. And when you're coming into the corporate world, that's a huge asset because oftentimes it's one or the other. Like, you know, when you see a CFO that's very creative, you're like, what? Or you, you know, they're, or they're good at marketing. Rarely do you see a CFO that's great at marketing because that's their brains are, you know, wired yeah. differently. Exactly. But you're, you're one of those for lack of a better word, odd ducks, because in a good way, <laughs> you got wires on both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I said, it, it gives me the ability to see both sides of it, right? Because in my in my corporate coaching, I think it's so important not only to focus on the profitability of a company. Yes, that's, of course, you want your company to be successful. But if if you don't have the wellness support behind it, right, the caring, the nurturing, the your, your first client should be your, your employee. Right. Because that's the face of your company. And unless they are, you know, well taken care of, you don't know how they're how they're, uh, you know, uh, portraying your company out, out into the clients. And so I think it's important. Absolutely. And what is it? You know, one of John Maxwell's favorite sayings is that um, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. And as leaders, yeah. when we step into really showing that we care about the people in our organizations, and in all areas, including their mental health and their um, well-being, suddenly that that sense of um, you know camaraderie, the just the unity, the whole atmosphere changes when you know that you're valued, that you're supported, that your mm -hmm. um, a voice your voice is heard. So I love that. That's excellent. Love it. So. Tell us what you have going on now. Any fun things coming up that you're working on? Besides, um, oh, your book. You said you're doing a second book. 
Yes. Yeah, so this back here is my first book. After I did my TED talk about my life, um, a lot of people had a lot of questions. They're like, oh my God, we got 20 minutes of a glimpse of your life, but I need more. And so I launched this one. It's called Without a Voice, A Woman's Journey to Resiliency. And I launched it in 2020. Um, it's about to be released in Spanish at the end of this month, which I think is super important because my Spanish, I'm from Colombia, and so it's important for me to uh, connect to my Latin roots, and they also understand where I'm coming from. You know, most of these people have lived through my own challenges that I went through, but uh, towards the middle of this year, I am uh, working on my second book, which is called Your Children Don't Belong to You, and it's a parenting book from the perspective of how do you um, how do you support the children you bring into this world? Are you supporting them so that they can fulfill your dreams in your life and what you had planned and what you didn't get to? Or are you really paying attention to what they are telling you they're here to do? And I think it's so important, especially nowadays when we see such a disconnect between the parents and the child, because the parent is either busy or caught up in, in you know, in, um, in their own emotions of how to communicate with their children and their children are fading away further and further away from family. And, and I think it's important for us to understand why is that dynamic happening? And I think it's because there is a communication um, barrier. There's a language barrier and it's the language is in understanding what your role is as a parent. And I think it's, you know, I, and I base it off of how I raised my son. I have a 20, almost 25 year old. He's going to be 25 in a few weeks. And I'm still like, Oh my God, when did you turn 25? I know it goes so fast. <laughs> So, but it's it's based on my teachings and my beliefs and how I raised my son. I raised my son from the beginning as if he was an adult, and I respected him in that in that sense, and he respected me likewise. And as I see him now doing his life, I'm like, wow, you know, everything that I kind of guesstimated in raising him worked out really well, and I want to be able to help parents, uh, you know, also understand that some of these tools will help you with your children. That's awesome. So he's 25. So he's all done with school and living his life as an adult now. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a proud mom moment. He actually, as we speak, is on his way to uh, North Carolina to relocate because he just got hired by ESPN. He's in the sports industry. So he's that's a wonderful. Good for him. Oh, what an exciting adventure for him. That's yeah, awesome. He's had a very great uh, life so far, and I, I'm just beyond proud. So yeah, he's moving to North Carolina to work for ESPN. So, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations to your son. <laughs> that's Thank lovely. You. So, Erica, you are an entrepreneur. You're a leader. You're a speaker, coach. Tell me a little bit about part of what Masterpiece Women's all about is helping women build business. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you to go from working and doing all that to then being your an entrepreneur. What were some of the struggles you had? What what would you say to the women who are trying to go on their own? Um, suggested them to help them. Um, well, first of all, again, going back to my first point the calling will never go away. I, I tried. I tried to muffle that calling for a very long time because I'm like, no, 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 I have to have a job and I have to be in the corporate world and all of this stuff. But the, the calling never goes away. So the first advice I would give is listen to it. It's there for a reason. You're here not to build your resume. You're here to leave a legacy. And then that legacy is where your calling is, is guiding you to. And so I, I would su highly suggest for someone to listen to their calling. And then the second thing is, 
You don't have to do it alone. You know, sometimes we think, oh, entrepreneurship is such a lonely journey, lonely road, because it's you building a business. But we are very fortunate, especially here in South Florida, to have access to so many incredible resources in our towns, in our counties, available, almost most of them on a complimentary basis or groups like yours, right? The people that come together to say, hey, how do I how do I support you? How do I help you? What where do you need the the help? Is it a connection? Is it sitting down with you for an hour uh, working out this paperwork that needs to be done? I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, you have to have that drive, that fire, that I'm not, I'm never, and, and don't get me wrong, as an entrepreneur myself, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, that's it, throwing the towel, I quit, that's it, I can't do this no more. <laughs> and then I walk away from my computer, I get a hug from a family member, or I sit down with a tea, a hot tea, uh, I regroup, and I come back, and I'm like, I couldn't picture doing something else other than this. So, it's okay to, you know, also fail in that process because you're just like, ah, oh, how, you know, why is it so hard? Uh, but patience and persistence pays off. Um, I think it's so important for us to remember that. So it's, uh, you know, follow the calling and, you know, look for and enjoy all of the resources available to you. You don't have to do it alone and, you know, stick with it. Be persistent because it's worth it at the end of the day. When you can impact people rather than just impact your bank account, I think it makes all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, right now we're walking through Think and Grow Rich um, with a biblical application in Masterpiece Women. And part of what we do when we are doing right now, we're on, on the plan. And he talks about those temporary defeats, right? They're not failures, they're temporary defeats. Your goal <laughs> is still your goal, the calling is still the calling. But your plans may have to change a little bit and that's okay. Sometimes you have to pivot your plan. And I feel like oftentimes people throw in the towel in that moment when their plan needs to change, but their goal really shouldn't. And as an entrepreneur, there's so many times that, you know, <laughs> we see it as I just failed. I'm done. I'm out of here. I obviously wasn't meant to do this. Maybe I should go get a job, you know, and then you're like, yeah, no, I can't imagine going in nine to five Monday through Friday anymore. And um, some people are called to do that is their calling. They're called to be in the workplace in the corporate world to serve the people around them. And that's, we need you there. If that's your calling, don't leave, do what God's called you to do. Um, but for those of us who are entrepreneurs, that's not our calling. And I worked for, um, actually it was a missions organization for a few years as the leader, and I was still leading this massive movement, but I was still under someone else's authority and had to do things their way. And I didn't always agree with it. And I felt so stifled. I was like, it was just not, I just knew when it was time to go, it was time to go. Be and part of that was God created me as an entrepreneur, as a visionary. And if you try to micromanage me, forget it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll challenge you slightly on that, um, because one of the things that I also advocate is it's okay to also be a sidepreneur, right? Oh, always, no, 100%. Always have to be full-fledged on it. And even because sometimes people are, okay, well, I'll be a sidepreneur while I have my job and then I'll launch it. Well, there are times where even in that from sidepreneur to entrepreneur, you have to go back to sidepreneur and it's okay, right? Because it's in those spaces. So long as you stay within the same conversation, the same 
um, area of work that you're doing, it's okay to still pivot in those places because it, you're entrepreneur at heart. That's never going to go away, even in, in the spaces of working with other people. Um, but I think that that's, it also allows people the permission to be okay with the cypreneur sometimes has to work for a little bit while you regain your momentum. So I think oh, it's that is so true. That is so true. That's a, such a great point. And, you know, I mean, the reality is, right, all the most wealthy people in the world also say have multiple streams of income for that matter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so as as you do, as I do, I have a health and wellness company that I'm leading. I have Masterpiece Women. I do the coaching. I mean, some people are like, well, Tina, how do you do it? Well, more than anything is time management. We did talk about this, and I think we should hit on this because it is the first of the year. And you mm -hmm. and I talked about this right before we got on. We were talking about working on the weekends and how typically <laughs> we don't work on the weekends. Talk right. about how important that is for an individual. Well, listen, one of the things that I, I thank you for that question, because it gives me the ability to be vulnerable. And that's another thing that we're so afraid of being vulnerable, even in my successes, even in everything that I've accomplished. You know, there are vulnerable moments in my life where I'm, I have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, what is important and why am I going at 100 miles an hour? And is this really working for me and my family? Because ultimately, who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for success? That's the pivotal question. What are you doing it for and who are you doing it for? And at the end of the day, my son's grown, so he's out and about doing his life. But I love spending time with him. I love spending time with my partner. And he's so supportive on my grind every day, all day, every day during the week. Man, I, there's days where I don't end till 10 o'clock at night. And he's sitting there saying, what do you need? I support you. But come Friday evenings through Sunday, I devote my time to my family, to me, to me personally as a person and to my, my partner um, because he's you know, we have to remember these people that that push us, that support us, that help us, they want us, right? They want our time. And, you know, and for you to be on a Saturday or on a Sunday, you know, emailing, it's like, man, you you rob them from that, that, that thing that they've worked so hard for you, right? They've worked so hard to support you. So it's, it's almost like, you know, it's almost deserving for you to be present with them. And so I, like I said, you know, I'm going to be part of this event on your Saturday, but I, when, when I committed, I was like, Oh my God, it's on a Saturday. So we'll make it work obviously, because I think this is important to connect with these women that are also taking the time to be there. But I think it's so important to understand that there's boundaries to be created, even in your entrepreneurial space or, or your workforce space, you know, there's time for me, there's time for my family that it needs to be valued too. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny because I did a whole series on the Exodus, book of Exodus on our podcast. I just felt like I was supposed to share it. And I think I was supposed to share it for myself more than anybody, because the thing I got out of every single chapter was Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. It, mm -hmm. And there was so much meat. If you read Exodus, it's so impactful. It's such an incredible um, book. But what I got out of it was Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. Don't forget the Sabbath, you know, because I am... Um, tend to be a little bit of an overachiever. Like when I'm all in, I'm all in. And I have a hard time disconnecting the two. And so that's that was a great reminder for you and for me and for everyone on this. Yes, there's going to be times we're going to spend a Saturday, but it's on us. Like even our event on that Saturday, yes, I'll be working it. Some of our volunteers will be working it. But for the people coming, 
It's for you. That is your time to grow. That is your time to um, do something for yourself. And, um, but when you're, you're looking at your schedule, make sure 2023 is a year that you put those family events, those private time with your family first on your schedule and then work everything else in. And if there's things in there that aren't going to get you to your goals, knock them out. So you have more white space to have with your family and to not feel so stretched because if we plan accordingly and block off time, then we can be so much more successful. So I love that. And I'm so excited to have you join us on um saturday at the thrive conference so great pointers is there anything else you would leave the women of masterpiece women with um to add value to them as they're leading their families leading their ministries leading their businesses yeah just you know one of the things that i'm going to share this because it was so powerful and impactful for me um i have a coach that i work with and i have a friend that she might as well be a coach she's just an amazing like she's like a mom to me and one of the things that she gave to me which i'm going to share um and hopefully affect you as well is you know my two phrases going into 2023 is fluidity that's one of them. Just have fluidity. You know, we're we're business women, we're thriving women, right? We're masterpiece women. And so we always have to be in control of everything, right? We always feel like, oh my God, if I don't do this, if I don't, if I'm not everywhere at all times for everyone, then I'm not relevant or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. But no, fluidity is just let it flow. It, it, it's all gonna come to you. It's all going to make sense. It's all going to be successful, but it's not because of your control, but because you're being fluid with it. And then the most important one is love to love. I think we forgot about that. We forgot about love with no expectations, give with no expectations, just love to love just to because the person needs love or the, the event needs love or whatever it is, just love to love because I think it's so important that we have to be reminded of that um, because most cases, myself included, you know, sometimes we do so many things with expectancies. Well, if I do this or if I say that, I'm going to get this in return. And that's where we set ourselves up for failure. And so I think that if I could leave and share this, because it's not even mine, somebody gave it to me, I'm going to gift it back and say, you know, love to love and be fluid in this year. And I'd love to have more conversations about that on that Saturday, the 28th. <laughs> you know, as you're saying that, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe that's what we need to talk about is love to love, because you know what, girl, it's so important, right? Yeah. When you love to love, what happens? You don't have unrealistic expectations. You're just loving because you're loving and you're not expecting. And that was a great word. Um, to remind all of us with is yes, let's love to love. Let's do what we do. Even in our businesses, as we're building our organizations, let's do it so that we can impact others. Not just because like you said, you want success in business, but that's not why we're here. We're here just like you said, to leave a legacy and a legacy of love is the most impactful because that changes lives. When you love people and love them well, it changes them forever. So I love that. The side effect that it is actual success. Yeah, <laughs> you just exactly focus on that part. You focus on the love to love, and then every, the success comes naturally. Exactly. You know what is that saying? The more people you help, helps you, right? Well, that it's so true because as we do for others, it just you get all the blessings anyway. So it's a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing it for that. You're just doing it to do it. Love to love. I like that. Love to love, 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 ladies. (laughs) 
I like that. Well, Erica, it's been such a pleasure having you today in Masterpiece Women. We look forward to seeing you in our membership. If you haven't registered, we're kicking off a new year, working together to build business and ministry. We're having our Thrive Conference on January 28th. You don't want to miss it. Erica and some other great speakers are going to be with us on that Saturday. So come join us for the day. It'll be fun. We'll have Dee Lominick in the house keeping us laughing. We'll have some fun little <laughs> adventures. So make sure you join us. So thank you, Erica, for being with us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. See you soon, ladies.